Okay, we're learning Daf Pei Gimel. Uh, we're just going to st- start off with one last continuation from the theme of yesterday. And the theme is that there's a mitzvah of Sreifas Kachim for Kachim uh, that became possible. Uh, we learned from Aloha Mishim. We've seen that all types of different psulim. We have a concept of Ibertura. Ibertura means that if the meat uh, is possible, that doesn't necessarily mean that you burn it right away. Sometimes you have to leave it overnight before you burn it. So there's one Tana Rabbi who holds that every single psul, even an internal psul, has to be uh, left out overnight until you burn it. He learned Xer Shav of Avon Avon from Nosar. However, other Tanam disagree. Other Tanam hold <coughs> that you can't burn it immediately if it's an external type of psul. Only uh, an internal psul can be burned right away. They hold an internal psul could be burned right away. And only with external psul are you supposed to leave them right away. So then the question becomes what's internal and what's external and is there really such a case? So we had... So far, everybody had been accepting the premise that if something happened to the blood, then in regard to the meat, there's only an external psul. Like, let's say if something uh, happened to the blood, like it became tummy, it spilled, so the blood wasn't thrown, so there's no din that now on the meat, you burn it right away. That's an example of something which is requiring ever to, but something which happens to the meat itself, then you would just burn it immediately. You know, this is an example that we give with that is like, whether it's tumor or, um, or pigle or something like that, which happens to the bazaar. So then we had a machlokas tanom. What about if something happened to the owner? What about if something happened to the owner that they can't eat the meat? So if it's a carbon pasach, the main essential part is to, is to eat it. So there's one tana who said that if, if, if something happened to the owner and the meat can't be eaten, then that's actually called an intrinsic soul and you burn it right away. And the tana kama from Mishnah said, no, what are you talking about? That's only called uh, external because it's not in the meat, it's only in the vial. So the question became, that dispute, is that even after the Zerika or only before the Zerika? Meaning if the Bailim became impure after the Zerika was already done. So at the time of the Zerika, it seemed like the, the meat was fit. After the Zerika, the Bailim became Tameh. So, so Rabbi Yochanan wanted to say that even there, Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi holds that that's an internal psul. He always holds that whenever the meat can't be eaten because the owner is Tameh, that's called an intrinsic psul, even though it occurred after the Zerika. That was the point that he wanted to say. And now we're trying to find other Tanaim who might hold like Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka and hold that most Tzulim are really called, uh, are, are called internal and can be burned right away. So top of Pegimel Medalif, Rabbi Mosef, Afer, Rabbi Yosef, Haglili, Titania, Rabbi Yosef, Haglili, Omer. We looked at this Pasuk yesterday. Chochatos are shiyuva midama pnima. Any chatos whose blood is brought inside. So we say, Bakodesh be'esh tisar. So the Pashub shot in the Pasuk was when you have a chatos that's supposed to be brought outside and you do the wrong thing and you bring the blood inside. So now you've invalidated the carbon by bringing the blood inside. You're not supposed to bring it inside the Kodesh. It's supposed to be done outside. So it passes up the carbon. So Rabbi Yosef, and Rabbi Yosef Aglil expounds differently. The Tanya, Rabbi Yosef, Glimmer, Kulin, Kulin, Mutabra, Parm, and Israfim, Mishim, and Israfim. The Pasuk is talking about things that you did right. It's talking about the Parm, Han, Israfim. There's a few types of chatos that are f- fully burned and they're burned outside the machanef. So for example, one of them is a par helam davish tzibor, the power of Aaron on, on, on Yom Kippur. So the blood is meant to go inside the Kodesh, very special avodas that take place there. You throw connected the parochas inside and then you take the entire animal and you burn it outside all the three camps. And it's telling you what's supposed to be done. Any chatos whose blood was brought inside, meaning you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So the law is, and what's it coming to tell you? That there's a halacha, that these things are supposed to be burned by the bira. Meaning, the big sreifa thing where you burn them outside is supposed to be done. 
Um, you're supposed to burn them around the, around the base of Mikdash. And there's a losase for eating them. Meaning the Torah is telling you these are chatos that are meant to be fully burned. If you eat them the way you would eat any other chatos, is actually a losase. You're not allowed to eat it. That's their interpretation of the pasuk. So the Rabbana were learning the pasuk talking about a regular chatos. If someone brings in the blood and invalidates the carbon, you have to burn it. And Rabbi Zechli is saying the pasuk is talking about pshuto shemikor. It's talking about someone doing the right thing. A chatos that's meant to go inside. A chatos like a chatos the chatos or paramanis rafim siramanis rafim whose blood goes inside, then you bring it inside, you get kapar, and you take it, then you take the, the, the meat and you burn it outside by the bira. That's what you're supposed to do. So Amrullah, the Chum said to him, So according to you, where do you know the principle in the Torah that a chatos whose blood is meant to be outside if you bring it inside then invalidates the carbon? If you're saying that's not what the Pasuk's talking about, how do you know the concept? So Amrullah, he said, I know it from the dialogue between Moshe and Aaron and Parsha Shmini. The dialogue went, they were, Moshe was going through the reasons why Aaron would possibly have burned it. And one of them was, if his blood would have brought inside. And Aaron told him, no, that's not what happened. The blood was not brought inside. So McLeod, we see, the that if the carbon had gone outside of its boundary, or the blood had gone inside the boundary, it went, when it wasn't supposed to be, it should be burned. So that's the source, even though the Torah is not talking there in terms of halachas, it's just the dialogue of the story. But we learn from there, the story, we learn from there, the din, that the chatos whose blood is brought inside is bisrefa. It has to be burned. He learns, he learns it from that story. So now, what do we see? That chatos was burned immediately. It, it didn't have ibratsura. What happened? It was really something that happened to the blood. So you see that this time holds, even when something happens to the blood, you still burn the meat immediately. So he's thrown off our whole thing was external, external. That's the definition. And we said whenever it's external, you need ibratsura. And our example of, of, of external was always something happening to the blood. Here you see that this Tana, Rabbi Yosef Glili holds, that something happening to the blood, you do burn the meat right away. It is burned immediately. So he must hold that even when something happens to the blood, it's chalapsul right there intrinsic in the meat, and you burn it right away. You don't need a bratsura there. So presumably, if he said that, he would say the same thing about if the bilem became tummy. Once we see that he's saying, he's basically undermining our whole assumption, and he's saying that even if blood became tameh, then you'd burn the meat right away. So we assume he'd say the same thing as Rebbe Yochan Benosh, Rebbe Yochan Benroka, that, uh, that if the Bailam became tameh, you would burn the meat. So the Gemara says it's not true. The reason Rebbe Yochanan didn't connect these Tanam, Rebbe Yochanan Amar, Rebbe Yochanan is held. So the blood and the flesh are the same thing, meaning they're both from the animal. So if something happened to the blood, the psal and the buster is called intrinsic. The bilem is a different guy, it's a different entity, a different, a different person completely. So if something happened to the bilem, it's possible that this time would hold you. You do have to wait till tomorrow. You don't, you wouldn't need it for It's not called the psul that's in the gufa carbon. This time is only saying if something happened to the dam. So in conclusion, we know it could be that everybody accepts the, 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 the premise that if it's external, you need to wait till tomorrow, but we have very varying definitions of what's called external and internal. We may have tanam who hold that if something happened to the bilem that they can't eat it, that it's called, they can't eat the meat that by a carbon pesach, that's called, uh, an, an, an internal psul. We don't know what, what, but they, but they might still say when something happened to the dam, it's not. And now we're having vice versa. That even if people who hold, that if something happened to the dam, that's called a, a, a psul that's in the, in the basar itself and you have to burn and you could burn it immediately. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they would hold like the other tanoim that if something happened to the bilim, then you would burn it right away. So it could be, it's just a jumbo dispute and we don't necessarily know what everybody holds about the other cases. Okay, fine. Now that we finished talking about 
burning when the selling went wrong. So now we talk about the dinim of burning nozer. So again, nozer is you have leftover meat from the carbon. You burn it uh, on the 16th, the morning of the 16th. So the Mishnah says, What about the bones? The bones, gidin. Gidin are certain types of sinews. We'll talk about what type of sinews here. Nozer, or any leftover meat of the carbon. All these things have a chalos nozer. So you start from Mishish also, they have to be burned the 16th. The Torah says that you burn the leftover meat. So clearly, it must be that these things have a status of meat. If the 16th fell on Shabbos, you start with Shiva, so then they burn in the 17th. If the burning, the, the, the burn Nosar is not Tocha Shabbos or Yantif, we'll see what the reason is in the Gemara. Obviously, it's because of the Malacha of burning on Shabbos or Yantif. Oh, we'll see why we don't say Asay is Docha Losa, say the mitzvah to burn the Nosar. Why doesn't that override the Avera of doing Malacha on Shabbos or Yantif? So we'll see. At any rate, so it sounds like in all of these things you have to burn. Uh, the Atzamas, the Gidon, and the Nosar, because they're considered all to be Nosar, they're all forms of meat. So the Gemara first tells us halacha by bones, a big Yisrael. If you have a bone of Kachim that was holding, that was holding Nosar, what does it mean it was holding? That's what bones do, right? Bones sometimes have meat that are attached to them or inside of them and they hold them. So if you had a bean, uh, 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 I'm sorry, if you had a bone which was holding meat, that became Nosar. But basically, you had a bone, there was some meat on it, and you left it out the whole night. So what happens? The status of Nosar is not Chal only on the meat, it even is Chal on the bones. It makes, it gives the bones the ability to, to make hands tummy. So that's just the halacha mitrabana. Nosar makes your hands tame. That's a din mitrabana and an enactment to protect us from making, from becoming nosar. So the rabbanon were saying not only is the meat that became nosar mitame sedai, but the bones as well. Why should the bone become nosar? The bone is not meat. What's the answer? Very interesting usage of words. We say it's a bosses. It's a bosses means like it's, it, it's made to hold it. A bone is made to hold the meat. So the chalos din, of Nosar that's on the meat extends to the non-edible part of the bone as well because it's serving it. That's the concept here. The bone serves the meat. So if, the, if there's meat on, on, on the bone when the morning comes, then the chalos of Nosar is on the bone as well. That's the idea from Rabbi Yitzchak. Says the Gemara, let's bring our Mishnah. The Mishnah said that what do you do? You burn the bones. Why in the world are you burning bones? If there's no marrow inside them, they're not related to any, there's no meat, they're just a random bone. Why in the world should they be burned? Why don't you just get rid of them? Because again, the Torah only tells you to get rid of the leftover meat. There's no din. There's no din that you have to get rid of any leftover part of the animal. So why in the world would the Mishnah be saying to get rid of bones if the bones don't have any meat by them? It must be it's obvious that the bones do have marrow in them. So, so, what, so what's the issue? Why didn't you eat the marrow? So there's a very interesting conflict when it comes time to the marrow. The marrow is basar, 100% basar, chalos no basar. But the issue is you're not allowed to break any of the bones of the carbon pesach. So you have, you're in a trap situation. The Torah says anything left over to the morning is broken and you're not allowed to leave it over to the morning. Mitzah you can't break the bone. So inevitably, you just have to leave it and it becomes noser. And that reality is from the outset, every single Karman Pesach is going to have some of those bones which you just know are going to become, which you just know are going to become noser. You're not doing the wrong thing because Hashem told you don't break the bone. Don't break it. Don't break out the bone and get the meat inside. You have to just let it become noser. So we're talking about bones that have marrow, so they, the, ne- the marrow inside became nosar. Okay, very good. Does that explain why you have to burn the bone? So wait a second. If we're right about this bosses business, that the meat, 
gives its noser status, it extends it to the, to the bone as well. Then we understand why you have to be burning it, because the bone itself is noser. If it's not something, if there's no svara buses, why do I have to burn the bone? Right now, all I have to do is burn the marrow. Let's break the bone now. Remove the marrow and burn it, and then just throw away the bone. Why do you have to go through burning the bone? must be that since it was serving Noser, it became Noser. Now, the premise of the Gemara is that once the morning comes and it's already disqualified, it's Noser, there's no Isser of breaking the bones. When the Torah said, you can't break a bone in the carbon Pesach, it's only when the carbon is kosher, when it's in a state that it's good. But when the morning comes and it's Chal Noser, there's no Isser of, 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 of Shavir Asayatzem. So, so if all you have to do is burn the marrow that's inside, so great, crack the bone anyway, get out the marrow, take it out, scoop it out, burn the marrow, and then just throw away the bones in the garbage. Why, why, do, why, do we understand, why is there a din strafe on the bones? Must be that since the marrow was inside the bone when it became noser, so the extent of the noser now is all the way to the bones, even though the bones themselves aren't meat, but because they're being mishamish the meat, they become noser. That's the Gemara's proof to Rabbi Yitzchak. So Gemara says, Amri Lo, it's not a proof. I could tell you really, Shemosh Nosar is nothing. The Kasar of the town of our Mishnah holds, Bo, when the Torah said, Etzim Lusishbu, bro, don't break it in it, the Kasher Afilub Apostle means even a, even Apostle Karba. It, our premise was that once it became Nosar, there's no Isra to break it. Gemara is saying our premise is wrong. Bo, Afilub Apostle, don't break a bone of the Karpesach even if it became invalid. So it's also to break the bones. So Lolam, I don't have to burn the bone itself. There's no such halacha. I have to burn the marrow that's inside, but I can't get out the marrow because I can't break the bone. So therefore, what I do, I burn the bone, but the bones themselves don't require burning. Says the Gemara, feel apostle Sakat Aitach, can you say that? That there's a din you can't break the bones even of Apostle Karban Pasach? Someone who leaves over meat from the Karban Pasach that was tar. If somebody breaks a bone of Karban Pasach that became Tame, you know, so make us our bomb. There's no lashes. Why not? Must be because since it was Tame, it's, it's Apostle Karban anyway, so there's, no, there's nothing wrong with breaking it. So the Gemara says, low kasha, there's not a difficult kasha. In our Mishnah, we're talking about that it originally was good, meaning the carbon at one point was good, and it was tar, and it was meant to be eaten. Just, it became possible by leaving it over to, overnight. So there, since it had a shasa kosher, so the iser to break the bone remains even after now it became noser. In the Mishnah there, we're talking about Tumah, that it was always there. The meat was coming from the outset. So therefore, there was never an Isra, that's Chal of Atzimot Sishbrubo. It's very interesting, Lambda. So if it was Kasher and it was Chal, the Isra of Atzimot Sishbrubo, so even if it becomes disqualified, the Isra still remains. That's like, an, that's like an, possibly the, the, the rebuttal for our Mishnah. Masha'enkin, if it was never good, if it was Tami right after right by the Zrika, so then there's no Isra breaking it. Who in the world is the Tana who distinguishes between that, whether it has kosher or not? That we say that it's possible, even if it's possible to have kosher, you can't break the bones. Rabbi Yaakov, it's Rabbi Yaakov. Tanya says in the price of don't break the bones in it. So the first Tana, so we know there's a drasha. The drasha says in it implies a kosher one, but not a puzzle one. Rabbi Yaakov says, no, it depends. What are you talking about? It is, it does have the Isra breaking the bones. If it didn't have Shasa Kosher, it doesn't have the Isra breaking the bones. Whether it had Shasa Kosher or not, it doesn't make a difference. Once it became possible, so clearly the distinction that we were making is not like Rabbi Shimon, but rather like Rabbi Yaakov, that when we exclude a puzzle, we only mean a puzzle that was initially possible. But if it was initially Kosher and then 
and turn puzzle, like Nosar, there still remains the Isra of Esmosish Rubo. So the Olam in our Mishnah, we could say that it's only the marrow that is Nosar, not the, not the bone. But you still have to burn the bone because you're not allowed to break the bone since it had Shasakosha. Says the Gemara Mesut, and now we ask a Kashan Rabbi Yitzchak from a Brisa. On a regular carbon, a leftover bone does not require Sreifa. Pashapshad means even if the bone has marrow, right, you just break it open because a regular carbon is no it's for breaking up in the bones. You take away the marrow, you burn it, and the bones are thrown away. Except for the bones of a Pasach, which has to be burned, so nothing goes bad. So let's analyze. What type of bones are we talking about? We're talking about bones that don't have marrow. Why would you have to burn them? Even if it's a common Pesach, you don't have to burn bones that don't have marrow. Must be that there is Moach. If it's true that Shemesh Nosar is Milsa, so what are we saying? If it's a regular carbon, even if it has marrow in it, what's the din? You do not have to burn the bone. But if it's a common Pesach, you have to burn the bone. So what's the Pshat? If there are, if there is marrow in it, and Rabbi Yisrael is right, then even on a regular carbon, where now I could break it open, there's no issue of breaking it open. Now I could take out the marrow, but the bone already became nosir. Again, you're coming. It's the morning. It's already the morning, and you see a bone of a regular carbon, whatever it is, regular carbon chatas, uh, that 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 a bone that has marrow. So what, what what's your what's your game plan here? The rice is saying no problem. You just crack it open, burn the marrow, and discard the bone. Why? Why don't you say this far that it became a bosses? Must be you don't say it. Doesn't become a, it doesn't become a bosses. Karm Pasach is different because you're not allowed to break the bone even now. So Kashran Rabbi So Amar Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak. How much can you make muscle holes? In the cases you found the bone already open and empty. There's no marrow. You come in the morning of the 16th and it's already cracked open. No marrow inside. So and I just have the bone. So Atzmat's Kachim, by the Atzmat's Kachim, the Inmemish Mishmir's Atzim, where there's no issue of breaking the bones, come and have a Nosar Chalzinu. So when, when, when did they get broken open? It could, if they got broken open during the night, so there was never Chal Nosar on, on the bones. The marrow was already out. It's possible that they only got broken open in the morning and that it became a, a bosses, but we don't have a reason to assume that, so it's totally fine. So we assume that they were broken open before they became Nosar, you just discard the, you just discard the bones. Because they never carried Nosar, otherwise they don't have to be burned. Which have the Isra breaking the bones, definitely during the night. So when did somebody go ahead and break it? If you just come and see a broken bone, with, with, and the marrow's not inside, and you want to know, hey, when was that bone broken? You have to assume it was broken in the morning, not at night. Because during the night, for sure, there's an Isra of breaking the bones. In the morning, we just saw before, we learned before, it's a machlokas tana. So if you came before, and you come now, and you see a broken bone, if it's a karm pesach, you have to assume that it only got broken once the morning started. Which means that it was no sir meat. The marrow was there at the time of no sir. So it became a busis. So once it became a busis, now the bone has to be burned, even if the, even if the, the, the marrow is discarded. So let me just clarify that one point. If there's a din of buses, so then even if I discard the meat, the status of Nosar still remains on the bone. That's a very important point. I have marrow, it's like, I'm just like Muksa in that regard. I have, bo- I have, I have the bone and it ha- has, has, has marrow in it. It becomes, the marrow becomes Nosar. The Chalos Nosar extends in the mor- now in the morning to the, to, the, to the holder as well, to the bone. Even if now you come, you find it broken open and the marrow is discarded, the marrow's out. You just see the bone. So you have to just get rid of that bone by the carbon basak where we suspect that it was only broken open in the morning. You have to discard the bone even though now there's clearly no meat there. But it already became a basis. 
And that's the chilek that the Bryce is saying. Mashengen asmos kachim, a regular carbon, you just come and find the bone cracked open and the marrow's out. You don't have to assume that at the time in the morning there was marrow inside. Yeah, probably they were broken into in the middle of the night. Someone broke them. There's nothing stopping a person. So you don't have to be chloshesh in any way that may be game of so you don't have to burn them. That's the chilek that we're saying. Okay, so that's the Gemara. Very similar interpretation, just one twist. What's the case? Don't shamats on top of the Amadbeis, and you found them, Tiburin, Tiburin, but a bunch of piles. There was a big pile of bones. You saw that the top of the pile was, was broken into and, and there was no marrow inside. But you're, you didn't look at all the pile. You're not going to go through every bone to see that it's cracked into. So what's the halacha? Could I burn all of them or not? So atzmas kachim, by kachim bones, ain't them shmirshvirs atzem, with no shmirshvirs atzem, lakul avachal zavachalu. You assume that the same way the top ones were, were broken into and the marrow was taken out, that probably happened to all the bones. So even without checking whatsoever, you could just assume that all of them are broken into and therefore burn, you know, take a match, burn the whole pile without even checking, which is a, which is a nice chiddish. It's mamash a suffolk. They might be they might be a buses, right? If you check any one of them and they're closed and there's marrow inside, then they're all those ones require uh, require burning. I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry. They're throwing in the garbage. Now you don't take a match and burn up. You take the whole pile and throw it in the garbage, even though you only saw the top ones that are broken into. But Rav Zvid's kinech is that no, even just seeing the top ones that gives you the right to be lenient and say probably none of the bottom ones happened as well, because if somebody broke the top ones, he probably broke all of them. And uh, the marrow's gone. Was, nothing became a buses. Even though we saw somebody broken, right? Something went bad. But we say, What does that have to do with one with the other? Maybe the top ones were not broken up by Sreifa, so therefore they require Sreifa. So Rav Zvid essentially is saying the same exact concept as the first one, right? We originally we were looking at this price of saying there was a kash on Rav because we're like, obviously there's marrow in these bones or else you wouldn't be burning them by the Karim Basaf. There's marrow in the bones. How come if it's a regular kachim, you don't have to burn the bones? It should be, it should be a, a buses. The Gemara's response essentially is that we find them broken into and we're assuming that they got broken into at night. Just the one difference is, is that Rav Zvid is going, taking a big, a further leap than the first answer. Rav Zvid is saying, if you find a big pile and you only find that the top ones are broken into and you want to know what's the status of the other ones, do you have to declare that they're, they, they're not broken into and that they became a buses? The first opinion might say, yeah, you have to go check them. You check every single one. You have to be close to shed it to buses. Rav Zvid is saying an extra leniency that even if it's only the top ones, which you see are broken into, you have the right to assume that the whole pile was broken into. There's no marrow in all of them. And therefore, by regular carbon, you wouldn't have to burn any. Them. Mm-hmm. Where you see it no, in the morning. You're coming in the morning and you're finding them broken. Yeah, the other opinion was that you, you came and you see them in the morning broken. This opinion is, at, but is adding one point. What if I come and I see a pile and I only see the top ones broken, but I don't see the bottom ones? It's, it's a lot of work. You got to go, you know, scourging around. So even without checking, if it's a regular carbon, we have the right to assume since the, just like the top ones were broken into. And, and we assume that that was done at night and you're good to go. You don't have to burn them. They never became a buses. So to the bottom ones, we assume, even though you didn't check. Mashiach in the first opinion would say, no, you got to check. Maybe it might be a buses. Okay. Continues the Gemara. Now we're done with that buses with the bones. Omar of Yudah, Omar Avinu, Allah, Hakul, Agid, and Habas are all different sinews are considered buses. There are many different sinews. I'm not a doctor, so I can't explain all of them. But halachically, Gidin include all the different arteries and sinews and all the different terms and ligaments and stuff. All that stuff is called baser. Chot mi except for the sinews that are by the neck. The ones that are by the neck are considered like wood. They're considered too hard. It's not palatable to eat. It's not considered like meat. It's too hard. 
So they're not meat. Says the Gemara. Now we learned in our Mishra. The Mishra is telling you like this is what's going to happen. You're going to burn your bones, your sinews, and any random leftover meat. So what, what are the sinews that the Mishra is talking about? If you say he's talking about regular sinews, mamish regular soft ones that are in the, in, in the basar nechlenu. Why are we assuming they're becoming noser? Why didn't somebody eat them? So it's not that we're saying they can't become noser. We're just saying like, why did the Mishnah isolate? Like, yeah, the sinews you burn. You burn any leftover meat. It sounds like there was a presumption that the sinews were going to be left over. What's going on? If we mean that they just happened to be left over, how do you know, sir? That's what the line of no, sir is. It says, So clearly we're referring to Gidin, something else, something which like we knew couldn't be eaten, and yet you still have to burn it. So how do you do that, right? It must be that we're talking about the sinews in the neck. So they're written separately because we know no one's going to eat them. We knew that they were going to end up being burnt. So that's why it's not just, oh, random leftover meat. We knew no one was going to touch those Gidei Abbasar. And that's what the mission was saying, that Gidei Abbasar, you knew they were going to become Noser and burn before the night even passed. So, if you, if you say it's good, they have a din of Basar, just that people don't eat them. Meaning the halachic status is that they're Basar, even though they're very tough and not palatable. But Lamaisa, it has a din of Basar, Abdullah Hubay Shreifa. Then we can understand why there's a din of Shreifa, because it's a din of Basar. Maybe people don't even eat it, and we know people aren't going to eat it, and it's sad that it becomes noser every time you bring the car and go, the car and up, but it's basar, so you got to burn it as noser. But if you make the argument that we made, that it doesn't have halachic status of basar at all, it's too tough to be considered a ma'isa achila, then lama lusreifa. Why do they have to be burned? You only have to burn the meat which is meant to be eaten, right? So if it's not meant to be eaten, it's not basar bachlal, so there's no reason to burn it. So what's the pshat that the Mishnah said? You have to burn the sinews. The pshat in the Mishnah must be sinews of the neck. You're saying sinews of the neck. It's not called basar. So why in the world is there a din of burning noser on it? So the Gemara says, you're right. We're not, the Mishnah was not referring to the sinews of the neck. The sinews of the neck would not require seifa because they're not basar. What would the Mishnah mean about the sinews? talking about the sinews of the gidanash, right? The sciatic nerve. We're not allowed to eat that. It's forbidden to eat. So it's not the, that's what we mean. That's why we're counting it separately because we know you couldn't eat it. Now, what do we mean? We mean according to Rabbi Yudah, the Tanya, it says, uh, it says in a price. What's Rabbi Yudah? Rabbi Yudah Omer, Enoah only applies to one of the sinews, to one of the legs. You have a right leg and a left leg, right? And Rabbi Yudah says it only applies to one of them. If I had to pick between one of the two, I'd probably bet it's the right one. Meaning it sounds like it's a shikl suffix if it's the right one or the left one. But since we don't know, we assume it's probably the right. So according to Rabbi Yudah, the mutter sinew um, can't be eaten. Why? Because we don't know which one, it, we don't, we're not sure which one it is. So technically, you're allowed to eat it. So it becomes noser. But Lamai said, you never eat it because you're not sure which one it is. You're not sure. You have a suffix, the right one or the left one. So therefore, it becomes noser. That's why you burn them. So let's speak it out. According to the Rabbanon, there's no such halacha. Because it's not going to become noser because noser is only meat which is allowed to be eaten. If you have a gidar noser, it's not going to be chal noser on it. It's also to eat. Like Rabbi Yehuda, that Gidar Nasha is only on one leg, but we're not sure which of the two it is. Just it's more logical that it's the right one, but Lamaisa, we're not sure. So then there's for sure, so practically you don't eat either one, but for sure one of them is meant is allowed to be eaten. So it's going to be Chal Nosar on the Mutter one, but you don't know which one it is. So therefore you burn the Gidar Nasha according to Rabbi Yehuda. That's the Chedesh. So it's again, the rule is it has to be Basar Harai Lachil. Right? That makes sense. You're supposed to eat it. You didn't eat it. So now you burn it. So according to Rabbi Yudah, that it's one of the two nerves. We don't know which one. 
So practically, you didn't eat, you didn't eat either one, but Lamaisa, one of them was technically mutter to eat, so then there's going to be a din of no, sir. And that's what the Mishnah meant, Vahagidin. It's not random that it was left over. You knew from the outside you weren't going to eat those, get both of those get on but you're going to you're going to have to burn you're going to have to burn both of them because one of them was technically raylachi. No, that's a different issue. That's something called nikor. We're actually going to learn about that in a little bit. Okay, hold on. Okay, says the Gemara. So then it sounds very clear that Rebuda has a suffix if it's the right one or the left one. Because if Rebuda really means it's for sure the right one, then this, our whole shot goes out the window. The right one, you don't have to burn because it's, it's not noser because you weren't supposed to eat it. And the left one, you could talk to eat. So, but if you're saying, right, because if you're saying, so it must be Rebuda really has a suffix. Because if Rebuda is certain that it's the right one, he that there and the, the hatter one should have been mutter, the left one should have been eaten. And the right one, you should just throw in the garbage. There's no din, because again, there's no din to burn, no sir, unless it was, it was meant to be eaten. Why do you have to burn? So this was really a suffix in the Gemara and Chula, and that's why our Gemara is getting all excited about it. In Gemara and Chula, and we try to figure out Rebuta's comment, and it's more logical that it's the right one. Does he mean he knows it's the right one, or does he mean he's not sure? He's not sure. Which one is it? So, in our, so we see over here that he's not sure, because if he knows, then our pshat goes out the window. So the Mishnah is talking about a case where the two sinews used to know which ones they were, but then they got mixed up. <laughs> so that's just like a very technical answer. We know for sure it's only the right one, the left one's mutter. What happened was that the two sinews got mixed up, the right and the left, we don't know which one's which. So the mice, so one of them is, 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 is no, sir, because technically it's allowed to be eaten. But practically we knew it's not going to be eaten because you know it might be the Gidanasha. That's the case that the Mishnah is referring to. Ravashi Yamar, another shot. The Mishnah is talking about the, the fat which covers the Gedanasha. Really, the Istar only Asr is the nerve. What about the fat that surrounds the nerve? It's mutter to eat. However, the Tanu Shamno mutter, but the holy Jews, no Gimbo Isr. We have a practice that we don't eat even the fat. So if our practice is not to even eat the fat, so now what happens to the fat? Is it no sir or not? Of course it's going to become no sir because it's only a minute that we don't eat it. Meaning, by Torah law, it's something which is, which is able to be eaten. So therefore it's going to be chal no sir on it when you don't eat it from the common Pesach. But Lamaisi, you know it's going to become no sir. It's not like, oh, it's random leftover meat. That's what the Mishnah was referring to. It's a little bit dachah because the Mishnah said you burn gidin, right? The Mishnah didn't mean gidin. It meant the fat that covers the gid. That's according to Ravashi what the Gemara is, what the Mishnah is saying. Okay, still another answer to what it means in the Mishnah Gidim. Ravino Amar Bachiton. He's talking about the outer sinew. There are two sinews. They run together right there, right by the bone. There are two sinews by there by the head. So the Pnimi, the inner one, which is right close, it like hugs the bone. It's on the inside. Asr, that's the real Gidanasha. The Chayyadim Allah. If you eat it, you're Chayyav Malkus. That's the Daraisa Isser. Chitzon Asamach Labasr, the outer one which runs by the flash. Asr, they may be even reading Chayyav Allah. There's no Isser. Because it's, it's only, it's, there's no lashes. Because it's only Asr and Darabana. So what are we saying? We're saying that there are two different sinews over there by the Gidanasha. The Torah only Asr one, not the other. So our mission didn't mean the inner one. The inner one is not, it's not no sir. The Torah said don't eat it, then it's not going to become no sir. Our mission was talking about the outer one. The outer one is also Midrabanan. Since it's also Midrabanan, it was, it was a separate category because we knew it wasn't going to be eaten. But Lamaisa, Avada, it's no sir because technically it could be eaten. So the issue with the Svaradim is just there's a process called Nikor Hagid. It became part of this, as you see, different Minhagam and Dirabanans, which, uh, which develops from Gidanasha. So we have this, one of the chumras, the way we do it is that we're menakered. It's like this extraction of the whole area. So if you know what you're doing when you're, when you're being menakered, then you could eat what, the meat that surrounds it. But if you don't know how to do nikr, so then you just, the whole section of the animal, you just stay away from. 
So Sephardim still have the tradition of Nikar, Ashkenazim do not. And that's why Ashkenazim don't need any meat that's from that section of the animal at all, even though it's definitely not Gedan Asha, and Sephardim will. But that's not our Gemar, as assuming, of course, you know how to do Nikar. We're talking about very technical, which sinew, that fat that's, that's, that's covering it, but of course the meat in the general area there by the, by, by the hip is totally mud. Okay, you just have to know how to separate. Fine, very good. So we're coming out with a bunch of different shots and what the Mishnah meant for Gidin. Either it meant the right, the right one and the left one got mixed up, Aliba de Rabbi Yehuda, or we meant, or we meant the Sham Noshoket, or we meant the other, the other thing, but the, the, the second, the second nerve. But the one thing we did not mean is the Gidin of the Tzavar, because the Gidin of the Tzavar are not Basar, and therefore they don't have to be burned at all. Okay, our Mishnah said, if the 16th is Shabbos, they're burned on the 17th. And the Mishnah said, the reason was why? Because we don't burn Nosar on either Shabbos or Yantif. So the Gemara says, Amai. Why not? So Rashi explains, Pshan the Gemara. The Gemara is asking on Yantif. On Shabbos, violating Shabbos is very Chamer. It's Mamash Skila, so on and so forth. A mitzvah can't push that away. But if you have Yantif, Yantif is only a Losase. So why don't you say the principle of essay? That's the principle. So you should burn the Nosar on Yantif. So the Mar says, Don't leave with the meat till the morning. The meat that's left over till the morning. Didn't have to say a second time until morning. Right? It says twice in that pasuk until morning. Why does the Torah say until morning? It comes to add that it's not this morning, but the next morning. It doesn't mean don't leave it over to the 15th and burn it on the 15th. It means what was left over the 15th, you burn on the 16th. So it's simply Xeras Hakasov. Xeras Hakasov. Now, what's the Pshat on Xeras Hakasov? So the Rishonim take on, and we'll see this more pronounced in the next answer to the Gemara, that you don't say, I say, say, when the mitzvah can be fulfilled later. So here, you want to burn the meat on Yantev because you have a mitzvah, but if I don't burn it today, I can burn it tomorrow. So you don't say, I say, Talking about the carbon Shabbos, the carbon most of you on Shabbos says the Ola that is brought and it's Shabbos. So the Ola is burned on Shabbos. So we make an inference. A weekday Ola is not burned on Shabbos. Let's say you have the limbs from some carbon brought on Friday, you don't burn them on Shabbos. The same thing. Let's say you have a carbon Talmud brought on Erev Yantiv. The limbs weren't burned. Now it's Yantiv night. You don't burn the limbs now. So what's the idea? The idea is that the limbs from the Ola before aren't burned once Yantiv starts. So what does, this have, what, what does this have to do with us? It's not the clearest thing, right? What does it have to do with us? Here we want to know, maybe you should burn Nosar, maybe you should burn Nosar on Yantif. So we're saying, no. The Torah said that you don't burn the limbs from the, the carbon that was brought in Erev Yantif on Yantif night. What does that have to do with us? So basically, I think it's Xeris HaKasif we're taking on that any carbon, any carbon that wasn't a Yantif carbon, you never have burning of on, on Yantif. That's the idea of the Xeris HaKasif. So it, it would apply to the sacrificial limbs on the Mizbeach, and the Gemara would assume it would apply to the Nosar as well. Big Chiddush. What do you mean, Kalahomer? Like, aren't you extrapolating from the Karma to the Nosar of the Karma Pesach? Yeah, yeah. So what are you saying? Yeah, that's how the kind of I was struggling with. I don't know if it, I'm not positive, like, what's the pshat? Ra, ra, Rashi does seem to make it a little bit like, uh, Rashi writes, like, even that the burning of the Ivarim, the Imurim of the Ola, isn't Dochiyantif. You would expect, like, it is. It's Mamcha Mitzvah, like, to burn the Imurim, and still that's not Dochiyantif. So certainly burning a puzzle thing is not. Rashi makes it, like, the other way. Like, 
Here it's Trefus of something impossible, something that went wrong. So if I can't burn the limbs on the Mizbech, we're like, that's the mitzvah. You don't say that you should, because it's not a yunt of carbon. And certainly the burning of psulim should certainly not be dolche. That'd be dolche yunt. That's what Rashi writes a little bit, but now I'm not so, so clear about that. Yes, they burn. Yes, absolutely. So you just shouldn't bring a carbon or a yantid. No, you should bring it, but make sure to put the limbs on before Shkia. That's what you should do. Says the Gemara Rav Amar. Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, It's talking about Machshirin, right? Saying only that can be done for you. So who, Velo I'm sorry, it's talking about Ochol Nefesh, right? You're allowed to cook on Yantif. So who, Velo You're allowed to cook, but you're not allowed to prepare for cooking. I can't build a grill on Yantif to go make a barbecue. Levado, only it, velo mila shalobizmana, abami kavachomer. You can't do a bris mila shalobizmana, which you would have thought you could do from kavachomer. What's this kavachomer? I would have said, tsaras, which pushes away avoda, a coin who has avoda, who has tsaras, cannot cut off the tsaras to go do the avoda. And avoda is dochas a shabbos. We know you're allowed to do avoda on shabbos. So mila, even if it's shalobizmana, it's not an eight day old, it should be docha, because we know what happens if there's tsaras on the foreskin. The Allah is exerts a cost if you're allowed to cut it off. So we see it's so chamer, Mila, it's even more chamer than Saras. So then certainly the halacha should be that it should be Docha Yantif. Because again, Avoda Saras is Docha. And Avoda is still Docha Shabbos. So Mila Shalob is Mana. Where we see Mila is Docha Saras, certainly it should be Docha Shabbos. You would say that you should be able to do the bris Mila for a nine day old baby on Yantif. So the Torah comes along and says, Livado, you're only allowed to do Ochon Nevis. You're not allowed to give the baby the bris. Why not? What does that have to do with us? Same concept. Any mitzvah which you could do tomorrow is not docha today. So if it's an eight-day-old thing, whether it's a special mitzvah of eight days, then you do it. But if it's nine-day-old, you could do the mitzvah tomorrow. You don't say, I say, docha losa, say. So too by us. Since you could burn the nose on the 17th or, or the 16th, if it's not Shabbos, then you don't do it at 15th. Ravashi Amar, one simpler answer. Shabbosah. The Torah refers to yantif not only as what you shouldn't do, but also about what you should do. It's a positive day of rest. Shabbosun the Yantif, when the Pasik says the word Shabbosun in regard to Yantif, it's a mitzvah's essay. So violating Malacha is both an essay and a losaseh. Ain't assay docha loseva essay. Assay could push away a plain losaseh. But assay cannot push away when fighting both the losaseh and an essay on the other side. So you cannot say assay docha losaseh to burn the noser on Yantif.